0: Welcome to the Double D Do Business Podcast by RLC with your hosts, Dave Evans and Debbie Halls Evans, where they meet each week with guests and discover ways you can help yourself and others become best version businesses, teams, and people.
1: So we are back on Double D New Business with one of our most favorite people in the whole world. And yes, Debbie, of course, that is naturally you too. <laughs> Thanks. Just to clarify. Um, Debbie, who, who have we got with us today?
2: We have got the delightful Colette Bell. Hello, Colette. Hi, Dave. Hi, Debbie. Great to see you guys. Yes, you too. So we
3: can see each other but nobody else can oh, yeah. listen to the audio so but and, and we've just both asked you in separate instances is that your background real and it is which is it's not a zoom background which is interesting because it looks awesome
1: that's uh, right colour- i like i like the way you tastefully had a dig at my background uh yeah. that's, that's a very yeah. nicely done uh yeah. but it, it yours looks so really doesn't look real
2: (laughs) right that's usually what happens right the real looks fake and the fake looks real exactly the (laughs) whole thing it's a bit like cognitive dissonance but
1: but your your analogy the fake looks real and the real looks fake is a really good segue into what we want to talk about today which is how how do major brands cope with um you know this last six seven months we've all gone through as a global business community And, and let's start off talking about what your experience of it has been like? So, who who do you work for, Colette? I mean, as if you would work for anyone, really? They work <laughs> for you, don't they? Uh,
2: no, not anymore. But um, I'm actually a member of the Ace Handyman Services franchise team. So I lead up their de- their franchise development department.
1: And, and how how has that been affected or impacted by what's been going on in the global world we're
2: all part of? You know. Um, as we all know with this interesting experience that we're having, both you know personally and then with everybody's health and then economically with businesses, there's a spectrum of impact, right? Some people are very significantly impacted on the health and the emotional and the business side. And some people are, are actually on the other end of that spectrum and might even be benefiting from it. Mm-hmm. Um, not at others' expense, of course, but, but it's a spectrum always in life. Uh, we've been very fortunate. The handyman business has been listed as essential in all the 50 states in the United States throughout this COVID experience the last six months. And therefore, people who are looking to invest in a franchise concept have been more minded towards looking at concepts that are essential. And I'll be honest, I've been doing this for a lot of years. There's nothing sexy about handyman. (laughs) It's not a sexy industry by any stretch of the imagination. Um, So in the past, it's been, you know, very competitive to try and get people to look at our business model and consider us. But now that we're essential, it turns out essential is sexy. And so um, we've been very fortunate to bring a tremendous number of new franchisees into our model. And then our existing franchisees are doing very well. Again, Very fortunate that our franchise concept is an employee based model. So here in the United States, every single franchisee has secured the PPP loan, the EDIL loans, and therefore their businesses have uh, been less financially impacted by this hardship.
1: Now we have to bring into the podcast, well, good old Monty. uh, Monty's back. Good, he wants Monty's to come and back. sit. On yeah, the he desk. wants to say hi first. Say
3: so yeah. hi to Colette. Yes, now off you go. I'm
1: now go and sit in the corner. Uh, right. So, so it, it's, it's fascinating. And, and it's like any crisis, there's opportunity that is both disaster and um, success for some people. You know, the bike industry in Britain is yes. if you want to go and buy a bike today, you good luck. Right. They're out of stock. So,
3: like the mask we've got a new industry of masks, we've got right. which yeah. is, you know, we've got a new industry of protection, we've got and a new the industry sanitizers. of dividers, and yeah, we were talking about this in the last one, but it's really interesting. So, it's great to hear there is success and people are actually effectively working through it, and I think that's really important because it gives hope to a lot of other people. It does, that, you know, we can get through this
1: now. I want to ask you a question slightly sideways. Why, why, why not? And I moved sideways for those who, you, you can't see this if you're listening to this, but I did move sideways, Debbie, didn't right. I? Yeah. So my <laughs> sideways question is, why um, Why do you stay connected to RLC Collect? Yes. What, what's your reason? I mean, I know we're a, we're a bunch of maddies at Double deeded Business. Debbie Holes-Evans is a proper maddie, aren't you? No. Yes, you are. Oh, no. Debbie is official. You know, apologies to anyone listening. She has a phrase that she learned. Uh, what do you call it? Mad as a Bat. What? Man as a box of frogs. No, you don't you say. It's crazy as bat.
2: <laughs> Hyphen.
1: Oh. Yeah, crazy as bat. What's it called?
2: Right. You <laughs> know, like bat shit. shit. Bat shit, shit crazy. <laughs>
1: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I was given her the chance to say oh, that. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I know we both are a little bit of that. But what's your reason for staying connected to us?
2: Yeah. So besides the fact that you two are some of the loveliest people I've ever had the opportunity to spend time around and work with. Um, and learn from, most importantly. What I have always loved about RLC is the, the message of you know, coaching and consulting, and of course the technology that you have embarked upon uh, really ever since I've, I've known the two of you, has made it a business model that allows people to grow their coaching and consulting business remotely which certainly in this time, again, is, is so important to have that kind of an option where you can literally um, coach and consult people from all over the United States yeah. through technology and not just do it, but do it so effectively. That's what I love about the RLC methods, the frameworks, um, everything that you offer to your, to your um, customers and to your potential consults who join you, is the a wealth of knowledge that you have now embedded in a technology that makes it one hundred percent feasible to lead a life that serves you instead of you having to you know slave and work away in a typical office setting. So,
1: and that, and that links lovely. And thank you for those awesome words. Um, <laughs>
2: Talk about me, Debbie.
3: She
1: was definitely talking about Debbie. And I if you're be inspired be. by what Colette's just said, reach out to us. We'd love you to talk to us about joining our team and helping us on our mission at RLC. But I, I think it also, again, segues, second use of the word segway, Debbie. I, oh, I do you, do you have a different? Do you, oh, you actually see a set? What is it? I actually see yeah, a set. Those, those, those two machines. things. They're very dangerous, aren't they? <laughs> uh, anyway, um, the thing about this is it takes us to a place, which I think is quite nice, which is, that level of remote consistency, running your business in a way that suits you um, is also the opposite of what many businesses have been doing in the last few months. Um, What are some of the crazy things you've seen business industries doing or business owners doing in an attempt to cope with COVID?
2: Yeah, you know, it's really all over the board. Um, When I talk to some business owners, and again, the franchise industry is pretty significant, a lot of headquartered businesses here, and even just in Colorado, there's over 100. Um, What I find people doing is all over the board, but the theme of it is that they are trying crazy things to cope Mm -hmm. with COVID. And what they tend to forget is the business basics that brought them to success in the first place and certainly in an environment like this that's completely unknown to everybody we all agree nobody's ever been through anything like this uh, ever Um, they have a tendency to flail around just you know spending money in this direction and not knowing if it's going to work and spending money in that direction marketing for example Um, I think people have really um, either completely stopped marketing, which we all know business 101, that's a really bad idea, no matter what's going on in the industry, Um, or they have abandoned their typical marketing um, tactics and tried completely new ones. This is not the time to experiment, really isn't. Um, What I tell people all the time when I talk to them is what got you to where you are in the first place? Go back to those very basic business tenants that got you to where you're at. And then let's figure out how you can adjust based on the COVID circumstances. So, you know, I think we've seen some of the restaurants that were in a really good shape in terms of standard takeout, that was what their part of their business model was in the first place. Um, you know, th- those are the restaurants that are going to survive in this kind of environment because we're all having food delivered at this point um, and looks like that's the near future for all of us. So
1: I, I heard something uh, quite alarming yesterday in from Florida with Vince uh, that about how there's now a shortage of takeout equipment because there's so yeah. much takeout being used and so restaurants can't actually get food yeah, the out. little
2: cups and the styrofoam boxes, yeah. and I, again, Debbie, talking about a new industry that now has mm-hmm. an opportunity, think mm-hmm. about all those manufacturers of those kinds of items that takeout restaurants need. Now, when every restaurant becomes a takeout restaurant, they can't keep up with the manufacturing, so
3: yeah and I, and I agree with you i think there's a we forget and we get lost in and it's fear isn't it it's it's yes. panic it's we've never been through this before so it needs something so innovative so new because this is new that's <laughs> going to fix it well and i agree with you there are just there's some really clear business basics and if we forget why we're doing something or why we started our business or who our client is, then we're going to get lost and we will fail. And And, and, and that will be really hard.
1: Really important thing that was in between those two things you said, Debbie, is the recipe you've already left behind Mm you. So so actually stopping and noticing it. Oh, if I do these five things all the time, they work. And and staying true to, and I love the word you use, your own business tenants that got you here. I think that's a great great message because it's very easy to flail around. You know, flap about a bit and go, what What's going to happen? You know, I I we often talk about together when we're walking about. I wouldn't want to be living in the U.S. today, dealing with your media coverage. It's so confusing, yeah. from too much news to fake news to conspiracy to real to control to not. And then the real crisis is, how do you... Oh, I don't
3: think it's just the US. I think there, there is a global media right now is actually But it's, yeah, it's, it's working lives.
1: I know that, actually. but
3: you said you wouldn't want to live in the US
1: right now. Coping with that, specifically. Right. It's, the, it's the end of the sentence, Debbie. <laughs> it is, yes. Yeah, not that. I didn't say I wouldn't want to live in the US. said, so <laughs> right now, in those conditions. Because a citizen, how do they work it out? And what if they can't? That's just so hard to work out. So if you if you take that in and you go into your job that day, you know how less effective are you by whatever it is you might have read or heard. So it's the only action I think is to take your head out of it for a bit. Yes. Completely, yeah. and not ignore it, but go. No, I, I have to stop. That's not helping me. And then yeah. only find one or two sources to help you get through it. But coming back to this, I, I remember when you were helping us working out the. 24-month framework model of looking at a longer span of time to build in business agility and to build in business flexibility. I think when you remember you have that, and coming back to your point, doing what you once did that worked is a much better strategy when you're in changing times.
3: So my question would be to you two, because most people ask me questions, is what are the three things, so Dave can answer first, Colette, what are the three things people should be doing as a business 101, right, now?
1: Number one is do what Colette says.
3: (laughs) Always do what Colette says. That's a rule of life, by the way. Number
1: two is when you finish the first question, which was do what Colette says. No, answer them properly. I I, I will answer them properly. You have to check if you've done number one. That's question two. (laughs) And then question three is you've got to ask what will Colette do? David, Carry on. Um, so ask
3: me the question again, Debbie. What are the three things you must do to be go back to business 101? What are the three things?
1: Number one is to have a business framework. Have a plan.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right.
1: Number two. So I've given you my answers. Yeah. Make sure the story of your plan is known by everybody in your business. Right. Number three. Number
3: three. dragon dragging
1: eight. No, I'm actually taking my time on purpose. Execute your plan, Debbie.
2: Okay, collect. Write the call with him, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I think all I can really do is add on to that. Um, you know, I always felt like the the biggest value that RLC provides to their clients is that written plan. Um, especially for people, not just people who are starting into business, but, you know, like ourselves, we've been in business for 22 mm-hmm. years. It's easy over that time to forget, you know, what was your original oh. mission? What was the original vision? Who, who were the basic customers that you started this whole thing off of? And you have to remember those things because for heaven's sakes, that's what got you to where you are. So um, I love the real- ri- opportunity that RLC provides for that plan and then as you said Dave that provides a vehicle for communication to everybody in the company and over time we add employees and we add employees and we go through the you know here's what our health insurance is and here's our vacation policy but we forget to talk about why did we start this business who do we serve and what is our mission within this business and then you know the last thing I always think about is really. Um, From the beginning, you should have and if you're in business and successful, it wouldn't have happened without this. But remember the relationship to your customers. Those companies, no matter how big or how small, especially what I see in the United States, who worked on a positive relationship with their customers or clients are the ones who are now being basically supported by them, right? And I've heard of stories all over where, you know, people had to close their small clothing boutique, but their customers were buying gift cards so that they could give them money so that they could stay in business to survive the COVID virus. You don't do that just because. You do that because you have a relationship with that business and the business has a relationship with their customers. Your customers will carry you through these kinds of events if you have a relationship from the beginning with customers.
1: So just to summarize back, Debbie, the answers to your wonderful questions to Colette and I today. It was do what Colette said, after all, <laughs> wasn't it? We're in agreement, I think. We're in agreement. We're in agreement. We're in agreement. I, I, I think, I, I always love that, I remember when we did our consult training in Denver last year, and uh, you were there with us.
3: Not last year.
1: Hey, wasn't it, it was last year, last March.
3: Was
1: it? Yeah, does that help?
3: Wow.
1: Debbie's lost track of time for a second, <laughs> no. yeah and uh, there were moments where we'd stop and pause and you, you you'd you'd literally grab the room's attention with a bit of wisdom from what you had observed and knew of what we teach and the room just would stop in its tracks and go yeah i better do that mm-hmm. um, and, and i think you 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 retain that ability collect to add to what you see going on around you and i think that's a real gift and it must must be great for ace handyman to have that in their team
2: well, thank you, Dave, I, I, it's so um, it, easy isn't the right word, but uh, I the RLC teachings and the business basics that you guys have always focused on have just resonated so strongly. I wish I had known you back in the early days. Um, I think it, I think we probably would have grown the business faster and made yeah. less mistakes along the way. Um, so really, I, I encourage everybody. If you're not familiar with RLC, or if you've just, you know, made a, a brief introduction, it's well worth the time and investment to learn what Dave, Dave, and Debbie are doing, um, because it's hugely business impactful. It's also personally impactful. Um, you yeah. guys are great about keeping the the personal in-business, uh, which I think, again, leads to relationships with your employees and your customers, and that's what makes it a, a fuller life. I can't remember, I heard how many hours we normally spend working compared to doing everything else in our lives, <laughs> and it's such a significant time. You really should be doing it with people that you enjoy on a mission that everybody's uh, bought into.
3: Yeah, and I, and I do, and I, I, I think I want to believe uh, that you know this will have a fundamental shift change for people seeing life balance not work life balance but a life balance in how we actually start to regard relationships human connectivity the importance of what is really important you know business allows us to provide great service to many people but it also it's got to give back you know and i think that's the bit we've got to remember what is it that we are all consistently giving back to others so whether it's you know the different podcast people that we've had on here um, but, in regards to is they 'll help other people they 'll do charity work they 'll volunteer they 'll give the time to something that 's relevant and important to them. but I think it becomes you dave 's always believed in the power of abundance, and you give first without yes. any reciprocal want or desire or need because it does come back sometimes it takes a long time you know we 've had clients come back after ten years and go. I need to do this again. And you're like, wow, you know, or they'll remember yep. something and they'll recite something that you said to them five years ago in a coaching session. You'll go, I said that? That was brilliant. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> that, yeah. and, uh, you, and you're more concerned about not being offend- offensive at that moment in time. Uh, you're clearly, you, you <laughs> no, that's have, just you. That's just me, yeah. <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> but I, I, think, I think, Debbie, I, I think if there's one thing that COVID, I think, has forced us all to accept is is that, Previous things we thought were important aren't.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Very true. And that
1: can can be a whole range of things. But there is an opportunity to have a a mathematical equation almost with an employee that says, we're going to be as flexible as you like in exchange for.
2: Mm.
1: You know, it's a trade agreement, isn't it? Uh, And then we can all be as flexible as we want and working where we want. And being more involved in our lives. You know, just think about commuting as a waste of your lifetime, right? That we force people to do it. Doing that intentionally, like anything else intentionally, is a much better use of time. So I think there's a trade agreement to be had between employees and companies in the future.
3: I also think, and this will be really interesting to get your perspective, Colette, is, is our definition of essential. So if you listen to what a handyman's doing, is it's essential because actually, without the support of that, things won't function. <laughs> things right. will not physically happen we we need things fixing we need things doing and our definition of what we've perceived societally as essential is not essential. You know, we've needed people to work in supermarkets. We've needed what we have as a society graded as low-value work, low-value... We don't pay people enough money who stock shelves, who drive vans, who do, do... Those are actually the people that have kept the global society connected. And I think that, to me, the word essential, is the bit that people will start to see differently. Although
1: a couple of weeks ago, right... Maybe a couple of months ago, talk about Essential. And your point's really noted, Debbie. We were driving down in a country road, won't we, down towards Ettrick in the, one of the borders of Scotland. And uh, talk about Essential. This BT engineer, right, British Telecom, gets out of his van, doesn't he? Oh, right.
3: Oh, yeah. Right. Well, you're
1: going I know. Go. And, he, and there's, this, this tiny, there's this tiny lamb stranded by the side of the fence beside this tiny busy road. And he's picking the sheep up and putting it back in the field. That's essential. So not only was he fixing broadband and internet Wi-Fi, he was saving cattle at the same time. That's essential. <laughs>
3: that's not what I was saying. I know so that's well, not what you were saying. But, but... I understand, yes. Um, thanks for sharing that My horrible. pleasure,
1: my pleasure. I, I I was relieved that Debbie didn't ask me to do it, because um, you <laughs> would have, wouldn't you? Yeah. Save the sheep. Anyway, yeah. there's a highlight for Double Business today. Let's move this subject on a bit. But I, I agree with you, Debbie. What we deem essential will have changed permanently.
3: But it takes you back to our original conversation. What's essential in your business? Yeah. So essential is we've got to have a relationship with our customers. People do treat, companies do treat their customers as second-class citizens. It's yeah. as though they're, you know, they're a They're not essential. Well, they are. So treat them better. Be more respectful. Be more caring. Listen better to your customers. And I suppose the other essential elements are what we've seen is is big businesses and small businesses make decisions and action really quickly because they had a clear, defined goal. People have got to be working from home. They've got to be working in the home. What can we do? And what people have realized is essential is clarity. communication which you both highlighted and doing doing actually doing instead of spending hours in meetings let's just do stuff and make it happen and those are the i think those are the bits if you can go back and look at your business model and say what are the you always said dave always says between five and ten things that you do consistently that deliver a result what are they and most people won't can't tell you straight away. But once they start reflecting back, it's great in sales as well. You know, what are the 10 things I say that always get me a sale? What are the 10 things that I do that prepare me for success? We do say that.
1: I know, I do. I just enjoy it. you repeating back.
3: <laughs> um, but I, I think it takes us back to the business 101 is what is essential in your business? Yeah. What are you doing about it? Because that's what people forget.
2: They don't do it, do they? No. And even more basic than that, Debbie, you know, I, employees are essential. Yeah. And certainly, you know, with the circumstances that we have in the United States where, you know, the government did a good thing by adding on to unemployment insurance, but it's also been a negative thing because people have not been willing to go back to work. Um, They didn't want to risk their health and they were making just as much money staying at home. Um, Businesses can't run without employees. And on the other side of that, you know, businesses are essential to people who want to go back to work. Yeah. Right. If the business can no longer be open, then so I do think, um, and I try and I try and remind myself of this every day. In the circumstance of chaos, there's always an opportunity for gratitude, um, and there's a lot of opportunities for gratitude. I do think this has been so extensive, long, and jarring that we really are going to have a shift in the way we think and the way we act going forward. I think if this has been this had been a month long and maybe not had as much impact, we would have all, you know, made a reaction and then we'd have gone back to habits as yeah. normal. Um, I do think this is going to make a difference for people and business long-term.
1: So do
3: I. I, I hope so. I genuinely hope so, because I think there's, a, there's an opportunity and I, I've said it for quite a while, is that, you know, we are at the cusp of some revolution, whatever that revolution is. You know, our last one was industrial support. Some people would say it's a technology revolution. But I think there is, there is something and maybe this is actually a human revolution. We're going we're gonna to be better humans at the end of it, which therefore means that we'll have better businesses and we'll be more effective and, and we'll actually give a who to bait employees, customers, people, just people. Communities, people. yeah, humans,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah, because yeah. that's quite deep for us, isn't it?
1: All, all of a sudden, yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden.
2: I love the human revolution. I, I, I like the human revolution. revolution. <laughs> no, Oh, hail the human
3: revolution! Let's Absolutely.
1: go. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Corette, is, is there one thing you'd like people to, you know, remember from the conversations that we're having today, from your perspective? And then, same thing to Debbie.
2: Yeah, I think for me, um, in my experience, the businesses that are that are flourishing, not just surviving this crazy time, but flourishing, are those who have remained centered to their purpose. And my guess would be that only happens if they took time to be intentional about documenting their purpose and sharing that purpose with every employee that works for them and represents their business. And so I would say to people, if you feel like you're, you're wandering around a little bit lost, um, it's time to, to really document a purpose and communicate that purpose. And of course, you know, from my perspective, there's no better way to do that than to get in touch with RLC. So
3: like it dave 's not really good at doing those kind of pictures, so I like that a lot. Uh, mine would be um, many many years ago, uh, I used to have a, a a motto for the the group that I used to work with, and it was "Live it, love it, do it and I think part of that was about us living life to the fullest capacity that we can, whether that 's you know that we 're all dealing with something everybody 's got a story, and even more so now I think right now in society. But to live life to our fullest capacity, to to love as much as we possibly can, because it goes back to your element of, you know, gratitude. Gratitude, is, to me, is that's what love is. Walking down a country lane and actually seeing nature around us and observing, you know, the what we've done to the environment and how it, the world's healing itself yeah. without us doing anything, which is even scary when you think about it but also just to take some action. And that action is whether I'm going to communicate better, whether I'm going to be a better boss, whether I'm going to be a better person to other people I'm meeting strangers, where I'm going to be more patient or whatever that means. So that's what I would take from this. Cause it, to me, business- well, it's, not, it's not
1: one thing though, is it?
3: It's live it, love it, do it. No, it's not that's,
1: thing. you know that is. So I'm glad you came back to that. Cause that's important. Cause then all the detail of what you were sharing makes sense because I think put those two things together. And I think that if you're listening to this today, applying that in your life and in your business, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. I also like the fact that you highlighted purpose because I think we all get lost with why. Yeah. Um, at the, and it's, it's really confusing, isn't it? Where you always get stuck there, whereas purpose with intentionality should be the output of a great why, but the why sometimes can get in the way of it because you get lost in a, in a theoretical street. Was I love the way you put it really cleanly today. And that's, that's good to think about. So, well, Colette, it leaves us to say thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you. very
1: much. And uh, this has been Double DD Business. We've been talking to Colette Bell from Ace Handyman uh, Matters as well. And I have to say some of the insights and feedback today from her are priceless. So do listen back to this and give things a little bit more thought. Because as, Colette, you did say, now is the time to stop and maybe make sure are you doing things on hyphen purpose every success with your learning
0: you've been listening to the double d do business podcast brought to you by rlc and sponsored by coachpad the coaching tool built for you by coaches for coaches if you would like any assistance or help for what you've heard today please feel free to get in touch with us at info at rlc-global.com. That's info at rlc-global.com. And we would be delighted to hear from you. Wishing you every success with your learning.